It was a ghastly, careening push slice, the mongrel of all golf shots, that changed the course of my life. Okay, maybe that's a bit breathless, but there's no question that the banana ball I perpetrated on July 16, 1983, was the finest shot I've ever missed. The scene was the 18th tee of the most famous golf course in the world, the Old Course at St. Andrews, Scotland. As the editor-in-chief of Golf Magazine, I'd been invited along with half a dozen or so colleagues from other American golfer publications and newspapers on a pre-British Open boondoggle, courtesy of a man named Frank Sheridan. Sheridan had purchased the Old Course Hotel, the modern five-story monster that looms inharmoniously over the penultimate hole of the ancient links, the balconies of its sixty deluxe rooms jutting impudently outward from a chunky stucco frame. When the hotel first opened, back in 1968, Henry Longhurst aptly described it as a dresser with its drawers pulled out, and despite its advantageous location, the place had never really caught on. Sheridan, however, was determined to transform the hotel, which he'd rechristened the Old Course Golf and Country Club, into Scotland's premier hostelry. And to help make this point, he'd drafted Jack Nicholas and Seve Ballesteros to launch a weekend-long celebration with a head-to-head match on the Old Course, to be reported upon by us conscripted scribes. But at the eleventh hour there arose what the Scots refer to as a wee glitch. Commandeering a tea-time on the old course is not a simple matter, even if your names are Nicholas and Ballesteros. The St. Andrews Links Trust, which controls play on all six of the town's courses, had ruled that Sheridan's circus would not come to town. It would create too much disruption to the regular Saturday morning play. And so, rather hastily, the Battle of the Titans had been relegated to Ladybank, a comparatively unknown parkland course in a nearby town of the same name. It's just down the road. You'll see the sign, said the hotel porter on the appointed morning as I headed out the door to my rental car, along with Golf Digest's Ross Goodner, Ron Kaufman of Golf World, and Furman Bisher, the venerable and feisty sports columnist for the Atlanta Constitution. Down the road, Ladybank was, but a bit farther down the road than we'd expected. We'd driven roughly ten miles, all four of us craning our necks at every little sign, placard and poster, when Bisher boomed from the back seat, Ah, oh, hell, why don't we just forget about it and go play some golf? It was an offer none of us could refuse. And so, approximately three hundred yards short of the intersection I now know to be signposted Ladybank, I U-turned my Vauxhall Viva and headed back to St. Andrews. Up to the first tee of the old course, we marched, and lo and behold, there was an open slot. Today, this would never happen, and even back in July of 1983, it was relatively astounding. What was even more remarkable, however, was that upon learning of our good fortune, all four underpaid and overprivileged members of the golf media immediately reached into our pockets and not only paid to play, but sprung for caddies. My colleagues, I assumed, had the same intention I had, to do some creative writing at expense account time. Four blissful hours later, we were tramping back into the lobby of the hotel, bags over our shoulders, 
when suddenly we found ourselves the focus of some highly unwanted attention. There, in the center of the lobby, standing in a semicircle and looking directly at us, were Nicholas Ballesteros and Sheridan. In the middle of a press conference with our invited colleagues, including the BBC, with its Klieg lights glaring and cameras rolling. Absolutely horror-struck, I moved into perp-walk mode, shoulders hunched, head bowed, hand shading brow. Old Furman had no such compunctions. Striding straight up to Nicholas, he said, Jack, we're awfully sorry we didn't come to watch you boys down at Ladybank, but you see, we were able to get a tea time on the old course. It was during that illicit round that I hit the fateful slice of my life.